1: I
0: just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave.
1: Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. It's good to be with you guys tonight. Jeff, DW, Kyle, and Todd. It's amazing. I feel like this is a miracle. The sun and the moon and everything are aligning. The stars are aligning this week. And we're all here with you guys. Are you
3: start singing Aquarius? Yeah,
1: it's something like Aquarius. I have no idea what Aquarius is. <laughs> we're one big happy family, and we're glad that you guys are a part of our family, too. You can connect with us anytime on the show. You can email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. Get on Facebook and Twitter tonight. Come hang out with us. We're at Hopenet360. We'd love for you to be a part of our community and to share your thoughts and like our posts and Comment on them, share your thoughts, disagree with us. We want to start a fight. That's our whole goal on the show. No. Uh, tonight we are celebrating six years here at HopeNet360, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but we've got some exciting things. Uh, just on the horizon we were just kind of kind of reminiscing a little bit of even the last six months of doing the show and so we're glad you guys are with us tonight also connect at csl.hopenet360.com that's our conversations saves lives blog and you can I message anonymously you can ask questions that maybe you just don't want to share necessarily with you don't really know who to share them with so uh, connect with us that way That's csl.hopenet360.com. So this is the show, you guys, where conversations save lives. And Dave, we really believe that not only do conversations save lives, but that it's so important that we know that there are people that we can go to and talk to about stuff that's going on in our life, especially when life gets hard.
3: Absolutely. You know, God made us relational, which really simply means that he made us to be in a community of other people. And that community is there for several reasons. One of the reasons is for us to encourage one another. That That's one of the major reasons. Hold each other accountable. In other words, we don't always see things the way they should. We are made to talk to one another. Conversations save lives. And I'm telling you, if you're going through something and you're going through it all by yourself and you're really not uh, talking to anybody about it and you're starting to focus on the problem, starting to focus on self, you need to talk to somebody and you need to really be careful who it is you talk to those that love God, truly, they will truly want to help you, and uh, if you can't find one of those at your church, man, you need to talk to a live coach at hopenet360.com. Go to that website. It's important to do that. You cannot hold it in, or eventually, it'll destroy you from the inside out.
1: Kyle, Todd, welcome to the show, guys. It's really good to have you another week.
2: It's great to be back.
4: It is awesome to be back.
1: Kyle, are you feeling better yet?
4: I'm, I'm healthy, yeah, man. I'm, I'm feeling good. I I... I've been feeling good for a little bit now. It's, you know, it's you're, nice to be you're sick
3: a lot. Does it have anything to do with being a bear fan? No,
4: you know, I'm not sick a lot. But when I get sick, I get sick
3: hardcore. It's kind of like Cutler. When he goes bad, he goes bad, bad.
4: Um, not, not yeah. really, but um, kind of, I guess. <laughs> right. But when I get sick, when I get sick, I do. I really do. I get sick hardcore. I don't mess around. Yeah, it's like I get sick
3: re- for real. Yeah, we appreciate that about you. Do it. You do everything. You know, hundred <laughs> percent.
4: Yeah.
1: All right, Kyle's never going to come back on with us, um, but it right. is hockey season, <laughs> so you got that going for you. How are the Blackhawks doing?
4: They're doing, they're doing good, and I'm not worried about them until the playoffs start. I just want them to go into the playoffs healthy. Well, they I'm do upset that. with them.
3: We lost the Olympics. There's no reason for American <laughs> hockey players to lose the Olympics.
4: Part of the reason they lost the Olympics is because a lot of the Blackhawks players played in Canada.
3: Well, I think that they should not. They're playing in the United States. They're part of the Chicago team. Hey man, they should I have wish, been on our team. I wish they could have. I really wish they could have. All right, I got my ranting and raving done. <laughs>
1: I know. Whatever happened to the all-star teams of, you know, now they can all play on different countries and that's only a topic. But anyway, a little bit of why we do this show. I want to take a little time and just kind of of brush back over why we do this show. We started this show back in September. Dave and I and Kyle and Todd were part of launching the show. And uh, one thing that we really found was... At least when I looked for it, I looked online, I looked all over the place on iTunes, everything to find a really good podcast for young people to listen to. So I went and searched for like shows that deal with youth and youth issues and searched for that on on iTunes and all over the internet. I just was not finding anything. I mean, there's always stuff on YouTube, but not from a a faith perspective or something that was going to speak life into people. Uh, I was listening to a a podcast and I I was just kind of shocked at some of the content that I was hearing, you know, how dating advice or, you know, how to get a job or how to get your way out of work or something. It was just kind of, you know, not one of those shows that I would want to recommend. There are a lot of great, you know, youth groups, a lot of good churches around in our area. But I know there's a lot of young people who do not go to church. They don't even bother to to step their foot in a door, even if they're having a party. And But we know that today's day and age, we know that our young people are listening you know, to a lot of different voices. You have your iPod generation. I call it the iGeneration. I mean, I know it's this whole Gen Y thing, and there's kind of a, a trend in labeling what this generation is and who they're going to become, but one thing is really common about our new generation is there's a lot of the advent of technology and just information at our fingertips. And so one thing that we really wanted to bring to light on the show is how to give that voice of truth a, a voice that's a voice of faith and that will help you to answer some of those questions that you might have about God, but they're not really comfortable stepping foot in a church or even asking someone that they know cares about them, even an aunt or an uncle, you know, talk about spiritual things or talk about things that really matter. And so if all we do on the show is to help you open up a conversation and to give you some points of reference to go from, that's really the goal of what we're trying to do on the show. It's not to do a radio show. That's not the point of this. We really want it to be a good tool and a way for you guys to have better communication, whether it's in your families, whether it's with your peers and your friends, to really talk about things that really matter. Because I know young people in and having a lot of different conversations, Dave, you're the same way. Our young people today are searching for more than just what this life and this world gives them. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for purpose. They're looking for truth. That's kind of one of the, the main reasons why we do this show.
3: Jeff, you may not know this uh, in radio land or podcast land or whatever. <laughs> Jeff is full-time person of HopeNet Radio I'm just a a guy on the street, so I'm I'm not there all the time, but he is. So he does all the work, really, and I just enjoy being with him. But, Jeff, let me ask you some questions about HopeNet Radio, if I can. And where did it come from, HopeNet 360? Was this your idea originally? or I mean, you told me the philosophy already, I understand, but but Mm -hmm. help me understand how it actually got started.
1: HopeNet 360 was birthed in 2008 and so we're actually tomorrow will be six years since we launched our very first website that I I can't remember the whole domain but we launched our our website where we had forums we had a, a crisis chat line that was available the concept and the idea kind of came out of another radio show that this radio station Q90FM was carrying at the time and there were a lot of young people that were calling into this show and were looking for resources in northeast Wisconsin and around Wisconsin and one thing that this national show was Was having to to filter through was who they can trust in local states and local areas. And so naturally it just moved to a partnership with Q90FM between Nashville and, and Q90FM here in Northeast Wisconsin, Green Bay area. And so we wanted to be a local asset for this national ministry. Well, it turned into its own full-on thing where we had, you know, relationships. Essentially, the whole hope net idea was just this network of hope. How do we connect with churches, with community organizations, with people that just care about young people and want to help this generation to find their place and to find their niche and their giftings and their abilities and to actually plug in with real live people that can help make a difference in their life and that can point them to the truth, to God. And uh, so that's really where this whole idea came from. It's morphed over the last six years. It's not the same that it started out as. It's, it's actually a lot different from what we first started out as, but that's kind of the gist of where we've come from and, and why, we're, why we're here, yeah. what brought us to this point.
3: Yeah, you know, all ministries do that. It, they morph, I call it. it. It's because they begin hopefully listening to God and, and keep doing what we need to do. Does HopeNet 360, does it have like a sugar daddy financing it, or, or, or is it something that is supported by people's gifts?
1: Yeah, it is it is supported by donations. At the radio station we do a couple of big fundraisers every year, but we also supplement with other smaller events that we do for HopeNet360. And of course, people who give and you can give on our website at hopenet360.com. Um but yeah, it's it's all supported by individuals just like you guys listening to the show so we're not corporately owned we're not we don't have this super large bank account that somebody just funnels money into every you know every week or every day or every month or year
3: yeah in fact uh, as i said before i'm totally volunteer todd and kyle are volunteer there's a lot of volunteers at work here and uh, so we we do appreciate those who take their time and help support this because it it still does cost money to get this stuff out have equipment mm-hmm. that kind of thing and and we need to pay those bills So we're trusting God to do that. And if he wants uh, you to help, we encourage you to get involved in it. Not only that, I think, Jeff, I would like to encourage our listeners to get involved by, by getting the podcast. And where do they get that podcast at?
1: At our website, Hopenet360.com. There's a little link there on the homepage, and you can find it there. And you can also go on iTunes. So if you have if you have an iPhone or an iPad or iPod or something, you can get the podcast app. And just search for Hopenet Radio. You'll be able to subscribe there. And every week, we put up our show pretty much right after we air tonight. I, I try to get it up yeah. as soon as possible.
3: I would like them even more than that. I'd love them to go download it. But I, I would love those who are listening to find one friend and get them introduced to HopeNet360.com and get them to download the podcast because there will be episodes in the future that will help them and start a conversation that can save a life.
1: we got to take a break already, Dave, and uh, guys, we're going to come back after some music, so keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio tonight.
0: Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at
1: hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. This is HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. Jeff, DW, your host tonight, Kyle and Todd are in studio again with us, and we love having their voices on the show. You can get your voice in on the show as well. Email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on Facebook and Twitter and we are at HopeNet360. Dave and I are hanging out, chatting with you guys, responding to your emails, and we would love to hear from you tonight. And uh, we are celebrating six years here at HopeNet360. And I know it's been much longer for you guys up at Silver Birch Ranch and what you guys are doing up there, Um, but God has been doing some really cool things here at HopeNet360. So we're just kind of looking at where God has brought us and the things that he's bringing us to and so, sharing a little bit about HopeNet three hundred and sixty. Lots of cool things going on, and most of you guys know obviously about HopeNet Radio. We launched this back in September, and uh, we have six months of shows already at our website, hopeNet three hundred and sixty dot com. But some other things that we're just starting out doing, um, and we've done I've done a couple of these so far. Um, but suicide prevention is such a huge part of what I think will either bring people to God or they'll turn people away. I think you know we the other the other part of what we're trying to do is to really educate people about what's going on with teen suicide with young adults who are thinking about ending their life or just giving up hope not knowing where their hope really lies and so one thing that we've adapted into our model is this idea of QPR training this training where we can go to youth ministry teams to community groups businesses churches anything and train anybody in our community on how to recognize the signs of suicide and depression and then how to respond to that. I think there's such a huge need, especially in the church. I spent five years in youth ministry, and I never once had a piece of literature that came across my desk that said, hey, get your youth ministry team trained to recognize depression and suicide and even things like cutting, and then how to respond to that. Uh, I think that's such a, a, a big void right now in the local church. And so if there's anything that we can do to help equip people to recognize, it, to respond in a way that's not only godly, but it's going to give them the help they need. That's really what we want to do. And uh, so that's one thing that I'm really excited for. You can find information on that at HopeNet360.com. And uh, so, Dave, I know, obviously, you, you've, you're you such a, a veteran up there, uh, Silver Birch Ranch. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and uh, some of the things that are going on up at Silver Birch and Nicolay Bible. And- yeah,
3: you know, God's using um, this ministry in a tremendous way. And it's really set up so that we can build relationships, relationships with each other, with God. Let me ask you a couple of questions because Silverberg and Nicolet Bible Institute are designed for people to get to know God and, and really know who he is and designed for young people, college age, high school, to bring their friends so that we can introduce them to God. Um, what is it, that, Jeff, if you could just narrow it down to a word or two, what is it that causes people to want to commit suicide?
1: Two words? I mean, one word is hope. It really, when people run out of it, that's when you give up.
3: I, I agree with you. I, I think that, that once you're in a hopeless state, you are obviously believing things that are not true, and you need someone around you to help you. There are certain times in life where you just need help. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are. And HopeNet360 is something that's, that's out there for those that need help, and we need to train people to be helpers. When you talked about QPR training for businesses, let's say I'm a business leader, Jeff. I'm mm-hmm. just why should I be interested in this? I mean, really, they're my employees. How should I get into their personal lives? Why should I do that?
1: I don't think it takes rocket scientists to figure out that a person who is has a bubbly personality, um, who is positive, who is outgoing, all of those things. When you begin to notice that someone is. Not necessarily being positive or not performing well, usually it, it does have an, it has something to do with their emotional health it really has something to do with even their spiritual health and what 's going on i don 't know i don 't have a study in front of me um, where I can verify this, but I think most people would agree that if you 've got someone that you 're working with who is positive who is upbeat about what they're doing, who just shows those signs that they have a hope and they're, they're living for something rather than nothing. Those people are more productive. They're much more in tune with what's going on not only in the workplace, but in their community. And so they're they're just, you know, they're a difference maker and that's the people that we want in our workplaces. Yeah. So if you're in a business setting, um, it's really important to recognize when things start to turn a little bit differently, where there's maybe uh, someone you're working with who's a little bit edgier. And sometimes a response when a, you know, when a coworker turns edgier or they seem disconnected or sad or mopey or whatever is, you know, you tend to kind of, criticize it or you, or you point it out, and it's it's not in a way that encourages them to find help, but it's kind of like, you know, shape up, you know, pull up your bootstraps and, and let's go, and there's a lack of understanding or a lack of empathy when it comes to that. And so in a business place, if you can help that coworker or that person either figure out what's going on in their life or just recognize when someone might be thinking about possibly giving up it's so important because you guys again it suicide affects every single area of life it's not just a a one-layer issue it's not just a family it's it hurts everybody and so if you can recognize that early that's really the, the whole key of it. So it's yeah. it's a very simple training, hour, hour and a half long training, but it's so valuable because you guys can be beacons of hope in your workplace and make a difference in someone's life. Dave, you talk a lot about that as just helping helping people to be successful and, and find significance in their life.
3: You know, if you're a Christian business owner, that's your obligation. You need to You need to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You need to look at every employee that you have and think, what do I need to do to make them the best they can be? And if you've mm-hmm. never had this QPR training, I encourage you to contact HopeNet360.com and, and talk about it. Uh, you know, Jeff, I've done the same thing. I, it, I've been here at Silver Birch Ranch and Nicolay Bible Institute now for about, well, it's over 47 years. And what happens is a, a businessman will call me up or a businesswoman and ask me to come in and just sit in on some meetings and, and tell them what I observe. And, mm-hmm. and really what they're doing is saying, I, I just want a, a Christian perspective on what we're doing at our workplace. I want to understand how we can reach people. And and I want to be able to offer that service to people. And I think uh, the difference is, you know, I'm an older guy, not really old, but older guy. And and there's some years of experience just being in a nonprofit ministry for all these years and in a business. And Jeff, you're you're a guy that's just an expert on suicide prevention and training people and that kind of thing. So we would love for you to get a hold of HopeNet360 if you're a business owner. And allow us to be somebody that that helps you be successful, not not just in business, but in life. Mm -hmm. Because too many employees I found, Jeff, really feel um, the truth. For example, they, they know they're not needed. If they walk off the job today, the, the boss will just hire somebody else. And mm-hmm. and it's depressing to them. And I tell bosses, you know what? Everybody knows they're not needed. I'm not needed for the sun to rise tomorrow. But the difference is is getting Christian business leaders to say, no, you're not needed, but I want you here. And, mm-hmm. and I want you to be the best you can be. And I'm telling you something. You set that atmosphere up in a business, and mm-hmm. you've got a business. I, I'm telling you, it, it starts to really get blessed in many yeah. ways. And I'm not just saying you'll be rich. You might be poor because you're helping people in some other way. But the bottom line really is I think that that we, as uh, those who name the name of Christ, that love God, we need to be serious about making others successful. And some of that is recognizing the danger signals, and QPR training will help you understand some of that. And there are some other services that we might be able to help you with. So I encourage you to contact Jeff at hopenet360.com and see if we can't be a part of helping your business be successful by honoring Christ and how you work and and by what Mm -hmm. you
1: do. Yeah, you can email me at hope at hopenet360.com and set up something. You can also go to our website, hopenet360.com, and uh, click on the training tab. There's some information there on QPR. And to set up an appointment, and uh, we can talk more about that that way. So, guys, we're in the middle of this season called Lent. Most of our listeners are probably faith-oriented, so we're kind of familiar with Lent. I'm wondering if you guys have thought about giving up anything for Lent. Do you guys do that sort of thing? Or I don't do anything for it. I don't, so. I don't
4: usually do anything for it either. But
3: I, mean, I do give things
4: up every once in a yeah, while.
3: Yeah, I, I gave up being a Bear fan. Yeah, <laughs> Dave,
1: we got to move past the Chicago yeah, Bears I know, thing. I
3: know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on something.
4: You do know when the Bears do win, oh, it's going to be glorious for you.
3: Well, it's not going to happen.
4: No, we'll see. Soon
3: in my life. It's kind of like the Chicago Cubs. Even if if you're gone, I'll
4: go to your grave and I will haunt you. Oh, well, thank you. I will haunt your grave. Thank you very much.
2: I'm going to give up Lent for Lent. You know, we we probably need
3: to uh, talk about this in the next segment, Jeff, because I I think there's a lot here um, when we're talking about just things that are—it could be very good or, or maybe they're just not so good, and, and Lent might fall into that for some people.
1: Yeah, so we've got a, a top list of the different things on Twitter, things that people give up for Lent. So keep it locked in here. We're going to get back to that list when we come back here on HopeNet Radio.
0: We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations <laughs> that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show tonight. Jeff, D.W., Kyle, and Todd. Email us on the show, hope at hopenet360.com. That is our email address. Also get on Facebook and Twitter, guys. We're talking a little bit about Lent right now. Uh, I'm not a well-versed scholar in Lent. Uh, someone could probably educate me much better in it. Dave, can you maybe enlighten us a little bit on what Lent is about? Do you know?
3: You know what? It, here, here's where it's become. How about that? that okay. Lent yeah. has become something that's more of a, of a religious thing that that people think if they do these things, they please an angry God or appease God. You're never going to appease God by doing things. You're going to appease God if you want to use the word appease. What what God wants from you, let me change that. What God wants from you is that you would love him and and allow him in your life and allow him to be your father in heaven that that cares for you and and gives you the purpose in life that you need. And what happens so many times, we turn into some kind of religious thing. For example, even in the Old Testament, it's like you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. So they came up with all these rules like you can only do X amount of steps. You can't do this. Can't do that. That's what it means. And and so a lot of times, what happens is we get very religious on people Mm -hmm. and say, "I am going to try something to prove how sincere I am." And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give up something. Now, Jeff, you're a parent. You you give up things for people you love. I mean, you do. You you give Mm -hmm. up sleep sometimes. You give up. It's just it's just the way it works. And so it's important that we understand that that we, we will give up on things when we love people. Mm-hmm. But to turn it into a religious exercise does not mean that you love God or love people. Yeah. You know, if you say I'm going to get up every night at two in the morning, whether my kid needs me or not, from two to three, and I'm going to give up, I'm going to give up that sleep for an hour just to show him how much I love him. You know, that that doesn't make any sense. If they need you from two to three, that's another story. But just to do it doesn't make any sense at all. God isn't sitting in heaven saying, you really make me much happier if you just give up things that make you happy. I mean, that's not what he's doing. And yet there are uh, people that think this is important. This list is important. Uh, it, it, Todd and Kyle, you, you're reading this list of what people gave up. You see anything in there that's somewhat interesting? I
4: see a lot of interesting things.
3: What, what do you see?
4: Um, I, I think one of the things that I would, I would maybe like to give up for Lent as well is school.
3: Yeah, somebody gave That'd that, be nice. that. That's number five on the list. Eight hundred twenty-eight tweets of people that said they gave up school. Yeah, number one on the list. What, what do you think it is? Chocolate. Yeah, it is chocolate. Number one on the list. I gave it up for about ten minutes. So you know what that I, I'm that's, in there.
4: that's just a bunch of girls. That's 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 gotta be girls. No guys. Wait a minute. Are, I
3: love chocolate.
4: Have you okay? Okay. Have you ever heard a guy go? Oh, I need to stop eating chocolate. Like, I've never heard a guy say that. <laughs> Girls are always saying that, and they, like, love chocolate.
3: You, you know what? I never heard a guy say it quite like that. Oh, well, I have. Yeah, well. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. You uh-huh. know, uh, there's some other interesting things here that people gave up. Like uh, someone, yeah, number 15, people gave up Lent for Lent. <laughs> now, that's, that's impressive.
2: Homework, college.
3: Yeah, yeah that, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, what I really like is you, you get toward the bottom of it of the list. It all. I gave it all up for Lent
1: how does that even work
3: I don't know I gave exercise up for, me, for Lent oh come on whoever 33 people said they gave exercise up for Lent
1: I know I'm, I'm, if I was going to give up one thing I'm going to give up winter because I'm, I'm ready for spring ah. so. yeah,
3: that, that's really meaningful you know what's interesting about, about that whole discussion though when, when we start getting religious um, we start turning into people who no longer understand relationships God doesn't desire us to play game with him. And and I want to promise if you're a married guy, married girl. I've been married about 34 years. My wife does not want me to play game with her. She wants me to spend time with her. She wants me to love her and be spontaneous and and not just have a bunch of rules. In life, there's some things that are kind of funny. People say things that really portray what life is really about, but they say them in a funny way. Have you guys ever read Lewis Carroll and uh, Alice in Wonderland?
4: I have, I've seen the movie. I've seen the I seen child's movie yeah. Yeah. When, I was, when I was little. Yeah. I never read any of the books. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Lewis Carroll's
3: amazing in, in, in what he says. So just let me read you a quote there because I think it, it really reflects a lot of how we are in life and, and how it is in religion today. But one of the quotes is, uh, there's a cat in Alice in the story, if you remember. Yeah, uh, the cat says to Alice, where are you going? And Alice says, which way should I go? The cat says, that depends on where you're going. Alice says, I don't know. The cat says, then it doesn't matter which way you go.
2: (laughs) And and I'm sitting here thinking. I see where you're going with this. Yeah,
3: you know. (laughs) But one of the interesting things is that seems to be like a hallmark of what's going on in our nation. If if I were to, to say to you guys here, to Todd and Kyle and Jeff, your generation seems to be characterized by I'm not sure where I'm going, but I'm sure going fast. I'm going yeah. to keep going. I just don't know where. And it, there's another quote in there. It's, it, 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 Lewis Carroll says this. If you don't know where you're going, any road can take you there.
1: Mm-hmm. You Lape. know,
3: why would you give up anything in life? Uh, you're talking about Lent or anything else. Why would you give up something if there was no reason at the end that it made any sense? Yeah. I mean, why would you do it? You right. wouldn't. So most of the people in America, I think, live their lives, and and a lot of it's a game. In in many respects, they say, "Well, I can give up this, or I can give up that," and and it makes me a better person. Such so a you good you think boy a mom. lot
2: of it is about just earning your salvation or something? You know, just giving up something because ooh, you want kudos or something? I don't. I don't I, even know if it's
1: of... that. I think there's. I think there's like a, a trend where you know if my friends are doing it, I'm just going to do it too because that it's just what kind you of, do. I mean, it's kind tradition.
2: Of like new- Kind of like New Year's resolution kind of thing. Yeah, yeah kind of like you, that. You know
3: what's interesting? But we we've created this kind of pretend world because we kind of I think we live in a pretend world with all Hollywood and all the movies and stuff. I think I think we just live in a pretend world.
2: Oh, I totally think uh, we do. Yeah. It,
3: and what happens is I can say things to justify myself. For example, let's say I'm a real jerk to my wife sometime, and, and of course I'm not, but let, let's say I was, <laughs> and 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 <laughs> I went and I and I said, well, since I've been a jerk, I better let's see, I better get her flowers. I better buy her chocolates. I better do this. I'm going to do my better to list. And so I, I, I get to it. And then she's still mad at me. I go, You know, what do you expect from me? I gave you flowers. I gave yeah. you chocolate. I gave you. It's like I'm trying to fix something with something that doesn't fix something, mm. you know? But I've already convinced myself that it does. So I can come to God and say, I did that Lent thing. I did this church thing. I went in, went out, did, you know, said the right words, lit a candle or three, you know, whatever it might be. I've, mm-hmm. I've done all that, God. What's, what's your beef? See, what they don't understand is the relationship part of Christianity. That's not what relationships are. Relationships are just a bunch of rules. They're actually something that changes the dynamic of life, and we have to flow with the relationship. And that's what God offers us. He offers us moment-by-moment stuff. Does that make sense, or am I out in left field somewhere?
2: No, that makes sense, yeah.
1: You're always somewhere in left field, especially if you're talking about Yogi Berra or anything. Yeah,
3: well, Yogi Berra.
1: <laughs> you know, there's there's a world out there that's looking for answers. They're looking for truth. They're looking for hope. And when they when they look at the church and they think about the possibility of even going to church or connecting with someone who is a Christian, I think there's this disconnected people just think it's it's a lot of maybe superstitious rules or beliefs or patterns or you know ways to live and what what they don't see or what i guess what they're misled by is just maybe this idea that it's just you know another tradition that they do and while that's great for some people it's not for everybody And I think the the main thing for me that changed the game was understanding how it was actually a relationship. It's not a bunch of traditions, and I'm not saying traditions are bad in any any stretch. It's just if you're doing it for just the sake of following a trend or something that's traditional – without any kind of relationship or, you know, the other 364 or 320 days out of the year that you're not doing something related to Lent. It's like, well, then what's the point if you're going to celebrate or you're going to recognize or you're going to give up something? I mean, there's no relationship. It's just a tradition. And that's where I think the world gets hung up on. They look at us and they say they're, they're totally irrelevant. They just keep doing these things for the sake of doing them, but they're meaningless. They're purposeless.
3: When you start talking about relationships, there's so many of us that say, look, I've done this, 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 this. We give them our list. And then we look at someone and say, I don't know what else I can do. Well, how about loving? How about thinking about the other person more than yourself? Lewis Carroll, again, in Alice Adventures in Wonderland Through the Looking Glass, said, I am not strange, weird, off, nor crazy. My reality is just different from yours. Hmm. And, And so many people live that way. It's like, my reality is not your reality. No, there is only one reality. And it really is. There's not a bunch of realities. Certainly, there's different experiences. I'm, I'll grant that. But mm-hmm. there's only one reality. There's one God. There's one universe. There's there's one way to live. There's one way to find significance and security. And if you it, you know, it's not through a bunch yeah. of rules and regulations. It's really through a relationship with God. A conversation that starts your, your real life is the first one with God, and then you go and have the conversations or the relationships with other people in your life. And that's what it's about. It's, it's not just about you and your understanding. There, there is a reality out there that transcends me and my understanding.
4: And it's, you know, it's so true, too, that when you start looking to put your hope in something that you can do, something that you can give up for God, um, that's when you kind of lose it because you have to remember that it's what God does for you. It's what God did for you. It's what he's doing for you, not what you can do for God by giving something up. That's not what. Ge- that's not what brings you hope.
1: Yeah, Dave, I'm going to have you expand a little bit on that. Just those thoughts, because you said a lot in that last mouthful, and we're going to take a break here on the show. I want to remind you, though, anytime you need to, you can chat with the live coach right now at hopenet360.com, and our live coaches are there around the clock, and you can connect and talk about whatever's going on in your life. If you're struggling, if you're just going through a point in your life where you just you want to give up, or you're just not sure why things aren't going the way they are. You just need some wisdom and some encouragement. Live coaches are there available, and one is waiting to talk with you tonight. So go to Hopenet360.com, click on Help, or click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. Either way, it gets you there. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more in the second half of Hopenet Radio.
0: Feel like nobody cares? We do. Hopenet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by GroundWire. A live coach is available to talk right now at Hopenet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave.
1: Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, D.W., Kyle, and Todd are in studio with you guys tonight, and you can connect with us anytime on the show at Hope at HopeNet360.com. You can also go to our Facebook and our Twitter, and you can talk to us there. We're hanging out with you guys and love to hear from you guys. If you missed the first half of the show, you missed out a little bit, but our podcast will be up after the show, so make sure to check that out at HopeNet360.com. Get all of our past episodes there, or on iTunes, subscribe to HopeNet Radio, HopeNet one word, and radio. You'll find us quite easily on iTunes, I think. So if I have my mom and dad who can actually pull it up and and listen to it, I'm sure you guys can do that as well. So uh, we've talked a little bit about what HopeNet360 has been. We're celebrating six years now, and tomorrow actually is our sixth year anniversary since we launched our very first website. And uh, of course, our show began back in September, and so we've come a ways. And uh, we're just excited for you guys who have been a part of our journey, whether it's been the last six months, maybe it's been the last year or two, or, or maybe all the way from the beginning. So we're definitely thankful for you guys for being part of it. Dave, we, we were kind of talking a little bit about Lent and what Lent is really all about. You said some profound things. We are kind of talking about how sometimes it's like a religious tradition, this whole Lent thing. How sometimes we just, you know, we, we live in a pretend world or just a, a world that's filled with all these different traditions or superstitions that we really don't have really a handle on why we do what we do, but it's just kind of, we've always done it this way. And you said something kind of profound, and I want you to talk a little bit more about it so that we make sure that people hear it correctly. Um, you said something to the effect of that there's one reality, there's kind of one, um, I don't know, one overarching theme of our lives and just to expand a little bit on that because I think some will probably hear that and think, well, I'm just, I'm different. I mean, I'm not like Susie. I'm not like Bill. I'm not like Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm myself. Uh, How can there be just like a one reality kind of a thing? I know I'm supposed to get like a different, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm not going to be a lawyer. And so everybody kind of is, they're all different. I, I don't understand this concept.
3: Right. What I'm talking about when I say there's one reality is the idea that you find in the book of Genesis in the Bible. It says, in the beginning, God. There's the reality, God. Now, if you understand that, then you understand you're not God, then you understand that you need to respond to God. And, and what we find through the Bible is a love story. The reason that Dave Wager has choice is because God loves him. He did not make me a robot. He didn't make me somebody who can't choose. One of the most wonderful things about love is the fact that you get to choose it. I mean, uh, uh, Todd and Kyle, if, if I were to told you, if I came to you and said, look, here's a young lady and you will love this lady and you will marry her and that's final. Does that work?
4: No, it doesn't.
3: No, because you need a choice. One of the great things about love is the fact that I get to choose to respond. And God is love. So one of the great things about God, this is the ultimate reality I spoke of, Jeff. One of the great things about God is that Dave Wager gets to choose whether I love him or I don't. And everybody who's listening has that same reality. Now, they may have different experiences in life and different journeys in life and different paths in life, different roads in life. I understand that. But the bottom line is there is a God, not many. There's one. He loves people. He gives us choice. And, and everybody is the same in the ultimate reality. Sin is what separates us from God. As we look in the Bible, that's an ultimate reality. In other words, I can be an absolute jerk. I, I can laugh at other people's tragedies. Did you know that, Kyle? I could do that. Yeah. The sad thing is, what happens is, I am somebody who is separated by the very people I might love and by a God who loves me because I can be a jerk at times. And, and that's called Sin. And, and so what the ultimate reality is, is that God loves, Dave Wager your sins. And then what, what, what happens too is God says, I know that your condition is sinful. I know that you're separated from me. Therefore, I am going to make a way to stop that separation. Notice I didn't say, I'm going to make a way for you just to get into heaven through doing Lent or religious stuff. I, that's not what he did. That's not the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality is God said, I want to make a way to repair a broken relationship that's broken because of your sin, Dave. Mm -hmm. And how he did that was by sending his son, Jesus, to this earth to live and to die and to resurrect so that I would have a, a way to be in God's family, that he offers me completely paid for, completely taken care of through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for me. So that's the ultimate reality. When I speak about ultimate reality, I'm not speaking about uh, experiences or or how we got there or something else. And in fact, once you become a part of God's family, the Bible tells us you become a part of the body of Christ. Now, that's hard to understand, but But those of you that are believers know what I'm saying. It's like you're a finger, you're a toe. Mm -hmm. The ultimate reality is you are unique. You are different. However, there's one brain that controls it all. That's the ultimate reality. Does that that make sense, Jeff?
1: Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I just want to make sure that people heard that because it's easy to think there's sometimes we just we paint with a really broad brush. And I think the church has been guilty of that, that we paint with one brush color or just an incomplete set of colors. And this world is full of colors for that very reason that we are created uniquely. I, I like that ultimate reality. There's a lot of universal things with us, and and it really starts with a beginning and an end, and then we have this dash in the middle. And anytime you go to a, a cemetery and you look at a tombstone, what you see is a beginning date and you see an end date, and then you see that dash in the middle of it. And so we're t- what we're talking about is we'll ultimately have a starting point. We're going to have an ending point. There's no way we can deny that. We're all gonna we're all gonna die someday. It, what really matters is this life this dash that we have in between, what we're going to do from day one all the way until our time is up here. And so the point of this show, again, coming back to that, is how do we instill hope? How do we bring meaning and purpose into life, especially in a world where there's a lot of different ideas, there's lots of different philosophies out there? And like I said before, one of the reasons we do this show is because it, it gives a voice of truth and of hope to a younger generation who's looking for truth, hope, meaning, purpose, all of these things, and try and to give them a positive voice to that. There's a lot of negative voices. There's a lot of vain voices that are out there that are telling you it's all about you and maybe how beautiful you are, all these different things. And so the world's trying to shape you into what they want you to become. And God is the one he created. He's the author of life. We have problems. We have evil. We have things in this world that require an answer that we're not sure what the answers are. And if you discover anything through your time listening to the show, it's really that there's always hope and that hope is found in Jesus alone. And once you discover that, then life has meaning. It has purpose, and there's something worth living for in that dash.
3: Yeah, you know, we make it too hard, Jeff. I mean, we really do. I I can remember whether it be sports or or understanding the Bible, whatever. Sometimes uh, those that actually understand some things, they make it so difficult. Have you ever tried, uh, Todd or Kyle, have you ever listened to somebody try and teach you about something on like the computer or or internet or like uh, handheld and just get lost when they're all done because they really know what they're talking about, but... They yep. confuse you.
2: Yeah, the guy that's um, on tech here at camp, he was trying to show me how to code a website, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, it was very Greek. <laughs> and well, anytime,
4: pretty much, Todd tried to teach me anything electronic, I kind of start
3: crying. Yeah, you, you know what's really funny <laughs> is my, my standard phrase on electronics, computers is, "Is there an eight year old in the house?" You know, I mean, the, the bottom line is, it's really funny because it's not that difficult, but sometimes the way it's explained to us it becomes extremely difficult because they're either using words we don't know or they're using quick language that they understand or they're, they're thinking we have a background that we don't
2: have. Yeah. I think... Well, cre- he did a good job explaining it. I just did a bad job understanding it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that happens. And, and that's what I'm saying about Christianity as well. I mean, sometimes we're guilty of that in evangelical churches or whatever. Yeah. We say things and we're using words and phrases and we're speaking real fast and, and we're assuming they're understanding what we just said. Right. And and, and yet they're not understanding. and. I want to invite our listeners. Look, if you don't understand what we're saying, would you write us, please? <laughs> hopenet360.com. Let us know what you don't understand or go talk to the live coaches at hopenet360.com. See, the thing is that sometimes those people that are really, really familiar with something have a really hard time explaining it because they're too familiar with it. Yep. And, and those of us that are not are looking at them like, I don't get it. I don't know what you just said. Well, it's kind of like that's why basketball players are like the
4: best, the greatest basketball players of all times are lousy coaches. Yeah. Because they can't explain what
3: they do. Yeah, all because they can they do is go watch me and, and of goes, how did you do that? I don't know. I just did. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, sometimes Christianity could be that. And I apologize to those that are listening that feel you've been in that position. But I am giving you an invitation to ask us the harder questions and give us a chance to answer them for you.
1: The show or conversations save lives. That's what this show is really all about. It's okay to be ignorant. Some of you guys have been kind of kicking yourself when we started talking. Now you're about really lent. good at that, Jeff. No, <laughs> kicking myself.
3: No, ignorant.
1: Oh, ignorant. Oh, never that's mind. Where Don't you're both, put
3: that on. Both. <laughs> no, you said it. I didn't say it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So some of you have been kicking yourself because you missed this whole. Thing we talked about Lent and maybe you missed Ash Wednesday. You're like, I don't, I don't know how to keep up. I feel like I'm always behind. You know, I, I, don't get this. How do I fit in in the the church circle? And that's not the point. The point isn't to fit in in this church thing or this certain culture, this type of people. No, the purpose of this show, and what we're talking about here tonight, is that it's, it doesn't really matter about the traditions if there isn't a relationship that's propelling them forward. Without relationship, all of those things are going to be meaningless, and they're all going to seem like they're just a bunch of traditions, and you. You're just going to want to give them up. It's kind of like exercise. You know, you started out this year and made a resolution or something and started exercising, eating right. And after a while, I was just kind of like, why am I doing this? You know, what's what's the value behind it? And you kind of have to go back to what I think the Bible illustrates it well, is go back to your first love, not to forget your first love. And what that really means is that relationship. we got to take a break here on the show. This is going so fast, guys. Connect with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. If you need to talk with somebody, we've got live coaches waiting to chat with you. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with more here on HopeNet Radio. If you're
0: going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is Hope Net Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
1: Welcome back to HopeNet Radio, the show where it ain't over till it's over, as the uh, famous Yogi Yogi Bear would say. That's right, DW, Jeff, Kyle, and Todd with you tonight. And we've been talking about a lot of different things. So if you missed any part of the show or you want to go and share this later with your friends, we do podcast every single show. So you can go to HopeNet360.com tonight. Connect with us. Our email is Hope at HopeNet360.com. We still have some time to answer your questions and your comments tonight. We'd love to hear from you. Also go on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. out with you guys every week and so it's always good to hear you guys and something that we say maybe just trips a a story or a memory or something we'd love to hear it so connect with us that way guys we've been talking a lot about different things you know this whole idea of you know lent and it's that type it's that time of year where people give up stuff they you know make some kind of new resolution you kind of get to that point where you, you begin to question why you're exercising so maybe you figure out something else to give up or do instead and you know, it's just, it's that time of year. I think we're all kind of going, in Wisconsin at least, we kind of get stir crazy. There's just this kind of feeling like, man, I just want spring to be here. You know, we changed our clocks last weekend. So all of these things are just, you know, we're, we're ready for the next season in our life and our year right now. Dave, we we're kind of talking about this whole, you know, religious thing. Uh, people who do, you know, these Lent commission things, they, they give up something for Lent. You know, some, some of it is just kind of rooted in a lack of a relationship or just a, a tradition they've done for a while and what are your thoughts on that
3: you know what i think it starts somewhere i think sometimes if you watch somebody who loves god or you you're in a home and you watch a, a mom and dad who love each other and do it right you can learn a lot by watching but but you need to understand hmm. uh, what motivates them and it's usually just not a list of things it's usually a relational thing where they're sensitive to each other um you know yogi bear said some really interesting things he also said the future ain't what it used to be <laughs> and um Sometimes what we do is we we kind of are trying to figure out what our future will be, but but you know we're realizing times have changed, so it ain't what it used to be in our future, and we're trying to figure it out. And it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. What we've been doing here is is talked we we talked the last segment last couple about an ultimate reality. And those who weren't with us, please go get the podcast because we don't want to go through that whole thing again. But we'd love you to hear what we talked about. And then I think what you have to do is start seeing in the ultimate reality, once you have a relationship established with God, then you need to start seeing how things were done by the one who has an understanding of the ultimate reality. For example, in Matthew nine thirty-five, it says, And Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and the healing of every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. You know, I just want to stop there, Jeff. Because if, if I'm going to understand life, I want to understand. I want to see what God would see yeah. when He's on this world and when He was walking the world. And and what what happened when He saw crowds? The first three words after He saw the crowds is He had compassion for them. Hmm. He had compassion. What does that mean? You know, what I'm talking about is very simple. We get so wrapped up in ourselves. I want to live my life so that Dave's needs are met, so that Dave's desires are met. So, you know, I, if I'm a boss, I want people to work so that my life is better. I could care less about them maybe. I, I want to make sure everything's about me. Th- that's a good way to ruin life, lose hope, and, and not live in the ultimate reality. What God did, what Jesus did is come and he lived out what he told us. Do you remember what Jesus was told? Kyle, do you remember what Jesus told us when he asked what Christianity was about? What did he say?
4: Loving one another. Okay.
3: As I have loved you. Yeah, was the second part. What's the first part, Todd? You remember? Love, love, love God with all your heart. Okay, right. we talked about that. That's the ultimate reality right there, those two things. Mm-hmm. I, I am made to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. So if I'm not doing that, I'm malfunctioning. If I'm malfunctioning, things aren't going to work. Secondly, then he says, love others. And that's what Jesus was doing. Jesus already loved God. He already had a relationship with God. There was no doubt there. So now he, when he looked at other people, he had compassion on them because they were drifting, living their lives apart from how they were actually made. And this bothered Jesus because he knew you cannot be okay if you live in a manner that you weren't meant to live in. That's why, Jeff, I love HopeNet 360, because You started this ministry and and Q90 and others who were involved in it because there was compassion for those that seemed to be harassed and helpless and, and hopeless, and you wanted to reach out and help them. And that's exactly what we do. And when you do that, you are living in a manner that God created you to live, and you can begin to see the very significance and security that God offers you in life because you're living in a manner that you were created to live.
1: This is why so many great organizations exist today that have started from people who were of faith, who loved God and loved others. There's this whole idea of grace you know, that exists in Christianity. It's, it's what separates Christianity from every other world religion, and it talks about a God who's not a punitive God who gives us what we deserve. It's about a God who gave us something that we didn't deserve when we least deserved it. And the the scripture verse that comes to mind is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we know that Jesus Christ came in the form of a man. He was fully God and fully man. That's what the scriptures talk about. Yet this deity, this God of the universe who created everything in life, instead of it being a God who gave us what we deserved, that if we didn't measure up to His standards, He would just wipe us out, or He would you know knock us off the face of the earth, or He would spin our world around and upside down and and give us what we deserved for our errors and for our mistakes. He instead gave us grace, and he continually gives us grace. And this is what concept drives us in a totally new direction, and it gives us so much purpose because you have this idea of, man, I least deserved anything good in my life. And yet God did something really good that is going to not only impact my immediate reality, but it's going to impact my eternal reality. And that, to me, is what motivates me to go and to help other people. And and this is exactly the story that you see of Jesus. This is what this is how Jesus lived his life. You know, he had compassion on people. Most times, if we're not if we're not focused on something other than ourselves, we're just going to pass by people and think, "Wow, it stinks to be them." But no, Jesus was captivated by these people, and he, he had concern that they were not only helpless, but they were harassed, they were oppressed, they were people that were being criticized, they were being put down, they were they were told they were less than or they were weaker that they you know, they didn't measure up to their standards. So they were picked last, you know, for football or soccer or whatever you're going to play. And in life, it just seemed like they were always these people that picked last, and that could be a modern day equivalent. Jesus just saw these people, and he was like things aren't right. This isn't right. And he had compassion on them. And he was like, you saw how much work there was that needed to be done. And so the words after that, that you were kind of getting at Dave was um, not only but that he saw this, but he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, that there's so much work that needs to be done, but the workers are few, the laborers are few, and that we need to pray to God and ask God to send out laborers into the harvest. And uh, yeah. that's how Jesus saw the world. And And I think until you find something that's going to give you that understanding in life until you realize that the world's not about you and your ability and your agenda and the stuff that happens to you, that it's about other people. It's about pouring in other people's lives and giving back and honoring God through it. You're not going to find that purpose that's going to last in your life. And I think that's where a lot of people get so hopeless or to the point where they feel like they want to give up is because they don't see there's anything to live for.
3: Yeah, you know what, Jeff, when Jesus saw people, he saw a harvest. Often when I see people, I see the pain. It, it's different. Mm. Jesus saw people as an opportunity to, to make their lives better. And I'm telling you, if you live in a world where people love God and everyone they look at, they're looking to make their life better, there's a lot of hope to go around at that point. And, and that's where we need to be.
1: I, I think the other part is, yeah, I I really think that's it's – a lot of who we are, you know, I think the other part of it is if we don't, if we don't see things the way Jesus sees them, the only other option we have is to look through our own eyes. And you and I know, Dave, at our very core, Kyle, Todd, you guys can probably attest this too. At our core, we only do what we want to do, that it's going to benefit us in some way, or it's, it fits in our time frame. And if we're not careful, if we don't, if we don't adjust that, or we don't recognize that, man, it's going to leave us in a world of hurt because you're going to live to your own expectations. And there's no, there's no way that's going to be compatible in life. See, our life revolves around deadlines and timelines and us working together. Nobody wants to work with somebody who is uncooperative. That just doesn't make any logical sense. You wouldn't want to work with somebody who was just about them and didn't have any care or any, any sort of desire to you know, work together collaboratively or to get their focus off of themselves. Would you guys agree or you disagree with that? Totally agree with that. I think that that's dead on. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and we're going to wrap up the show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. So, again, if you need to chat with somebody right now, if there's something going on that has nothing to do with our conversation tonight or whatever, and you just need to find that that hope again in life, or you just need to connect with somebody and talk about some really difficult things going on, or if you just need to connect and say, hey, my life has just kind of gotten off track, and I don't know what to do or where to start, that's what our live coaches are there for. Go to HopeNet360.com, click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. There'll be more when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio?
0: Stay in contact all week long at (laughs) HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back
1: to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We're wrapping up the show tonight, but of course, there's still time for you to get on the show. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter anytime. And of course, if you ever need to chat with a live coach, there's always a live coach waiting to chat with you about whatever it is you're going through and to just be there as an encouragement, a listening ear, and to even pray for you. If you want someone to pray with you, they're there waiting to chat with you. So visit hopenet360.com for any of those things. Grab the podcast later on tonight after we're done on the show. And share it with somebody. Give it to somebody for Christmas early, I guess. Real early. Go there, hopenet360.com. Yeah, really early, and uh, you can download all of our past shows and do share them with your friends. Tell them about us. Share on your Facebook, whatever you got to do. And uh, we would really love to connect with you guys. We love hearing stories too of how this show has touched your life. We're at HopeNet360. We're celebrating six years here at the organization, and uh, we're just we're in a totally new season with this ministry. And so we're excited that you guys are here for whatever length of time and whatever part of it. We would love to hear from you guys as well. It's exciting around here. Six years, Dave. You've obviously experienced six years probably eight times almost. And, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you come to a milestone in life and sometimes you just have to take some time and look back and say, wow, I'm really amazed at like the road that it took to get here. And, uh, but then also kind of have that vision for where you're going in the future. And, uh, it's, it's a little bit different, you know, growing up vision for my life kind of changed a little bit. You know, when I was growing up and going through the teen years, it was like, you just had to make it through the next test cycle or the next, you know, quarter or whatever. And I think a lot of people right now are kind of Done with school. They're kind of at that point. A lot of spring breaks are kind of going around this time. And you kind of get to that point where you're like, you just, you taste spring, you taste this new season, you taste, you know, freedom being done with school. Some of you guys are graduating. And, you know, when you get to that point, you're kind of like, Oh, there's something else that's compelling you, but you got to just stick it out. And uh, Dave, I don't, I don't know how to communicate to these guys. But any, any advice for like some of these students who are just feeling like I just need to get out, or even some parents who are just like I just need to break out? What, do you, what would you tell them?
3: Yeah, you know what? I think that's really easy to get to in our culture, especially and in our climate, especially. But one of the things that you really have to focus on is what can you do uniquely during different seasons of life and. Uh, In the winter, you know, I love to go out and cross-country ski, do things like that. And what happens is, you know, snowmobile, cross-country ski, four-wheeling, whatever, you go out and take advantage of it. And I think in every uh, phase of your life, school right now, parenting, whatever it might be, don't be overwhelmed by all the negative stuff of that season but look for something that's very unique that you can only do during that season and start doing that. And, and believe me, it, it becomes a lot more fun uh, each day then.
1: Kyle, Todd, have you guys ever gotten to that point where you just feel like, man, I'm just ready to be done with something? Yeah, you know what? I've had senioritis since
4: third grade, I think. So <laughs> I, I totally know what everybody's feeling. You get to, Especially at this time of year, spring's coming up, you're getting close to summer, and you just want to be done with school. Uh-huh. And it's difficult to finish strong. And that's one of the things I think – as Christians, it's important for us to do when we commit to something and we're doing something to do it with um, the ability that God gave us to do it and finish strong and work hard. And that's something for me that's always been a struggle. I've always struggled with being lazy at this time of the year and just saying, OK, I'm almost done. It doesn't really matter if I do this assignment or not. It doesn't really make a difference. But that's not the right attitude. We need to finish strong.
1: How do you fight that, Kyle? How do I, I really
4: try to focus on not being a quitter. Um, I, in my mind, I, I hate quitters and I, that's the last thing I want to be. So I always want to finish strong and not look at myself as like, oh, you quit. Like, and I don't, I don't want to do that. So I want to be sold out and completely, um, completely giving everything to everything I do. Like that's, that's just how I want to be remembered. It's like, at least he, he gave everything he had. And that's how I want my my relationship with Christ to be. He gave, he gave it all to God. And that's what I want. Mm -hmm. He, He put all of his effort into school when he was doing it. You know, I I, and that's what I think when you look at your own lives, you have to decide if you want to be looked at that way or do you want to be looked at as a quitter? I mean, and and that's it. That's really it. You either quit or you don't quit and things. And I don't want to be a quitter. So that's that's Mm. that's one of the things that really motivates me to go.
2: Like Dave was saying, I enjoy, um, you know, mixing it up and doing things that you can only do during that season. But I would also encourage people. Something that really helps me is find joy in the little things. Um, something, for example, that I like doing here at camp is just, you know, making a, making a campfire, making a fire in the fireplace and just sitting there and just, you know, conversing with people. Um, you know, it's the little things, you know, play cribbage with the guys, you know, it's just little things that, you know, I enjoy that. You
3: can get so overwhelmed with, with, with some things. Yeah. It's very interesting. My dad taught me at a very young age that, um, it's not, it's just starting things that matters. It's finishing them strong. Yeah. And it's so easy. Any boss will tell you from any business that that basically they look for people when they know that, you know, they've got two weeks left or or they've got a month left. Oftentimes they slack off and don't do their job anymore. And I'm telling you, that's just not a good statement on your character. Whatever you do, you want to finish it strong. I I remember my dad was leaving a ministry he had started and, and he was leaving it for the very last time I was five years old. And all of a sudden the car we were in stopped and he got out. And he went to this building that he had had built, and he uh, went over and took a screwdriver out of the car and went in that building, came out. I I forget how long. It seemed like forever as a little kid. (laughs) And and he came out, got back in the car, and, you know, Dad, what would you do? Well, he said, we had built this. It was a chapel at another camp. And he said, we had built this chapel, but we didn't finish the light fixtures, and I wanted to not leave until it was finished. And so he went there and he put those light fixtures up and then he got in the car and he said goodbye to the place and went on. And I I never forgot that. I was five years old. But see, he could have just drove by that and said, let the next guy have the headache of finishing it. He didn't do it. He, He went and finished it. So if you're in school or you're working with children right now and they've been in the house forever because it's been cold or whatever it might be. You know what? Let's finish strong. Yeah. Uh, think of the idea about finishing strong. It yeah. says a lot about your character. And and you can you can finish strong. Focus on the things that, you know. Todd was saying. Focus on some of the uh, simple things that you can do. Focus on what the future will be like if you finish strong. Uh, but just yeah. don't focus on your own feelings and your own. If you hate cold weather or snow, don't don't focus on that right you now. Know, focus it, on something
4: else. It's funny too because I just I had so many coaches growing up, and it's talking about the fourth quarter, how important the fourth quarter of a game is. And really in the school year, this is the fourth quarter. You're entering the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. this is like where your character is shown. Are you going to kind of fall off the, the edge and kind of give up, or are you going to stay strong and yeah. finish strong? And that's it's, it, that's a really good analogy that my coaches always used
3: to use. Absolutely.
1: So. Yeah, and Dave, it's something that you like to talk about a lot, and, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about it since we've really begun doing this show and kind of talking about different ideas and stuff is we all, we all have some kind of expectation in life. You know, and I think when you get to this time of year, and you look at your realities. I think it's so easy to let all of those things just kind of compile in each other. And maybe it's different in Wisconsin. I don't know, but uh, you get this time where you just you feel like, man, it just the the days. You know, yeah, they're getting longer, but you just you wish it was nicer outside. And you kind of have that cabin fever thing, and you're know, just wanting to get out and you know just to get outside. And you kind of miss the the vitamins, the nutrients, and because we've been cooped up or because we've you know done the same thing day in day out, we just kind of get to the point where we start making not rational decisions, or maybe. Even even we start talking to each other in ways that we'd never talked to them before or as parents you get frustrated by the little things your kids do and so sometimes it's just it's really hard to just stay focused and know that it's not going to be this way forever yeah. you know we have to continue to remind each other it's good to, to talk about that because as you kind of move into this new season you really do have to train your mind and how to think and what things to focus on and what to dwell on because if you start focusing on the things um, that are the petty things the small things that you normally wouldn't otherwise if you don't take those thoughts captive man that can lead to some, some really destructive decisions and behaviors down the road that are not going to be good—not just for yourself, but even for people around you.
3: It's really important that you start looking at the world through the lens that God would look at it. And in every mm-hmm. season of opportunity, every season is a season of opportunity. It's—it's it's just really different what the opportunity is. And uh, right now, you know, we've got a season. Whatever you're in, you have a season of influence right now. And we should be looking how God will use this season our lives to help others understand Him.
1: And you know, speaking of seasons, we're in a new season here at HopeNet 360. I want to just give a shout out to some of my good friends um, who have helped make it along the way, you know, through HopeNet 360 to to be here today. Uh, Dana Holzheimer, who used to be the director here at HopeNet 360, Johnny Sharp, Wayne Stans, Rita Roser, Becky Foster. Many of you guys remember her and the Hope in the Nighttime show that we used to air many years ago, and all. Uh, all of those guys, and the, the the old board members, you guys who are here developing the, the ministry of HopeNet360 and just planning out the vision uh, for Mike, our general manager and president here at, at Q90FM, just all the different people that it took to bring this ministry to light and, and out in the open and to start doing something about this hopelessness or this uneasiness that our, our culture is going through and wrestling with. So we're thankful for you guys. Again, if you want to give and support the mission to keep us going, you can find all the links and stuff on Hope. HopeNet360.com, or website. And, of course, the last thing that I want to leave you guys with is that no matter what's going on in life, the one thing we've said from day one is that there's always hope, and you have to be intentional of looking for it. And when you find it, when you see that it's really found in Christ, the change that comes from that is it's it's day and night. It's, it's such a different reality. And that's one thing we talked about tonight on the show. So remember, you can always podcast the show, listen to it later on, visit HopeNet360.com or on iTunes. And, as always, we'd love to connect with you guys. There is always hope. Never give up. You can persevere through it. God is going to help you, and He's there with you every step of the way. So thanks for joining us here on the show tonight. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye.
4: See ya. Bye, guys.